Get ready for a transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, Hey, Bunga Fish Angari, glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Ah! Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. Everything we are doing here is all about Jesus and it's all about us. Glory to God. I will never be small in my life. I will never be poor in my life. I will never be a failure. The very top is mine. In the name of Jesus. I never struggle with sin. I'm the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. Glory to God. Alright now, you take your Bible with me. I want to show you something real good. First Corinthians chapter number 3. I want to show you something that I know is important and will change your life. And of course, I'll communicate it by the Spirit of God. Now, every time you come to the house of God like this, come to church, make sure you're ready to receive. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. You see, having left your home, your room, your bed, and whatever you were doing, and then you decided to be here, it means that you mean business. It means that you're serious. You see? And then that means that your being here should not be a waste of time. If you're smart enough, you'll be ready to receive. Say that's me. Say I'm smart. Okay. So, um, I heard you not to look around. Because God is in this place. And I'm not just telling you God is in this place as a cliche. You understand? Christian cliche. Good talk. You know, every church you go, they say God is here. Yeah, all the time. Uh-uh. God is here. And you know this SKC, it means exactly so. Alright, I thought you should turn your Bible with me. I want to tell you something about following God's ways. Turn your Bible with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. From the 19th verse will be okay. You see, very importantly, you must know that God has his ways and the word has its ways. There's a way the word do what they do, and there's a way God does what he does. Now, if you don't understand this different Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. Now, if you don't understand the difference, if you don't understand these truths, then, although you may be a Christian, born again, you will still live and be subject to the same things that the world are subject to. And you wonder if you were ever a Christian. You wonder if it's only a title. You look at yourself and wonder what's the difference actually between me and somebody who says he's born again. You see, that's why you must get it clear. The Bible says, "Get wisdom." Then it says, "Get understanding." 
you see apart from getting wisdom wisdom is the word of god get the understanding of it you have to understand that there is the difference between the ways of god and the ways of the world but you see because sometimes many many of us are we fellowship more with the word so we do the things that they do without even realizing that we are actually going in their way you see it will take the knowledge of god's word for you to know what's the difference for instance to know the way of god you have to know the word of god because how do you know the word of god without knowing how do you know the way of god without knowing the word of god the word of god points to us what the ways of god how it does what it does what it thinks about what you're doing what it thinks about the situation present situation god's thoughts about every situation is written in his word that's the reason why you must know the word of god there are two kingdoms here the kingdom of god and the kingdom of the world now the kingdom of the world that is actually called the kingdom of the world is not actually the kingdom of the world it is the kingdom of satan because satan is the god of this world so any man that is not born again is under the influence of that kingdom in the kingdom of god there are constitutions there are things you must follow there are principles there's a way we live there's a way we talk there's a way we see things there's a way we act there's a way we respond to situations. everything is written in the word in the bible the bible is a constitution for this kingdom all right now in the world out there they have the way they do their things too ruled by satan is the one in charge is the one controlling things and so sometimes christians we borrow some of those things we borrow them and we use them we thought it's it's normal no it can't be normal if you're a child of god there's a way you ought to live that cannot be normal for instance somebody now this may be subtle okay it may it may because it's subtle it may be deceptive but i want to say something now for instance somebody is uh, is about to get married <laughs> is in courtship with this lady and then on a on a particular day once upon a time he gets camera he decides to go um, live on on instagram or whatever gram and then he goes on his knees and brings the ring and opens it and says will you marry me and the ladies <laughs> you know blushing and that looks good sounds nice like wow wow i'm happy for them but did you know that that's actually foolish in the kingdom of god I'll tell you in a short while. That's foolish. Why? I'll tell you. Because in this kingdom, you don't get in courtship with someone except you want to marry the person. Don't you understand? The lady should know from day one. The reason why she's going to tell you yes is because she wants to marry you. Do you get that? The word, they're not sure. They start out with boyfriend and girlfriend and so the man somewhere along the makes up his mind and says okay i think she's a good white material i think i'll marry her so in the course of it she he goes will you marry me 
And the lady was not expecting it because she too, she's just trying, she's playing games, she's trying a lot. If I just pray this guy will marry me. And so the guy finally says, Will you marry me? And the lady feels like, oh, and that's why you see some of them. <laughs> because she wasn't sure at first. But then you see, Christians will borrow it. How dare you? Are you confused? Don't you know what you're doing? How will you be asking the lady? Why did you go to her in the first place? How will you be asking her, will you marry me? Will you marry me? The lady ought to stop and say, were you playing games with me before? You thought I was... <laughs> you see, but that's the spirit of the word brought into Christianity. It doesn't make sense. But we borrow it. They borrow it because I'm not one of them. You see, it is a kind of confusion. Your pastor prayed you into courtship. At the back of your pastor, you are now saying, will you marry me? The man wouldn't have prayed you into courtship in the first place if he didn't know that you, in fact, before you even think of talking to the lady at all, you ought to have found out what is the Lord saying. That's the way of Christianity. True Christianity. You ought to find out, is this the man or is this the lady? Because marriage is not something you toy with. That's why many of them in the world they get in trouble after marriage for a while they get into divorce because they just chose from their senses you see that's the way of the world but god has his ways and if you follow god's ways you will never lose you never lose you have to understand that we are not of this world glory to god so god has his ways and as christians you must follow his ways you must find out his ways and follow that all right glory to god so god has his ways and the word has its ways the day you were born again that day you came into the kingdom of god from that day you under the obligation to do things God's ways you have to do it in his way you have to follow his own way if he's truly the Lord of your life otherwise you've not known him as the Lord of your life you're only saying it he's not if he's the Lord of your life then you find out how to do things in this kingdom I, I was talking about marriage the other time. Now you think about somebody, a Christian sister, a Christian sister was stopped by another brother, Christian. And the guy was telling you, what was he telling you? Um, you know, I just like you. I've been looking at you around the street uh, trying to woo you. And you're a Christian. And you began to laugh. <laughs> I would think about it. What? Think about what? There's nothing to think about. You see, that's the way of the world. Right there. Your no is your no. And you know, sometimes the Spirit of God may lay in your heart to follow that brother up. But you have to do it according to his instructions and do it in wisdom. So they won't end up following you up instead of you following him up. Say God's ways. Say it. One more time okay so uh, the constitution of the kingdom of god is clear very clear 
I want to show you a few persons that follow God's ways. You know, in the scriptures, that will help you. Have you ever read about the guy? Abraham? Abraham, the father of faith. Boy, you read things like that, you are stead. Let's go there. Genesis chapter number 12. Genesis chapter number 12. You know, there is no middle ground. You have to understand. There is no middle ground. Is it that you are a Christian or you are not a Christian? There is no middle ground. There is no I'm in between. Uh, sitting on the fence. Uh, I'm a Christian, but I am I'm, I'm social. Uh, I'm a Christian, but I am still, I still gyrate. <laughs> One day you may gyrate into hell. Uh, well, I'm a Christian, but um, but what? Do you think life is all about that? If people are like that, they won't be successful. I'm this, but I'm this. You have to learn to be focused in your life. Whatever you go for, go for it. And be the best at that thing. Now, if you don't want to live the Christian life, then already make up your mind. You know you are not a Christian. It's hell you want to end up. So live your life in such a way that by the time you enter hell, hell we say, wow, welcome, you tried, guy. You tried. It will be good after you keep yourself away, you know. You, you don't really want to go in the way of the world, but you, you, you don't really want to go in the way of God. And at the end of it all, you still end up in hell. You say, ah, but I tried not to be say welcome. Because it's the same thing. So it's better you go in that way at big time and end up there. Why? Because, oh, put your finger there. I want to show you something in Romans. Romans chapter number 8. I want to show you something. Mm. Ah, my, 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 my. Ah, verse 5. Romans chapter number 8 verse 5 It says for they that are after the flesh Do mind the things of the flesh But they that are after the spirit The things of the spirits You see there's a difference For to be carnally minded Is death To be carnally minded Now listen to this There's a difference between to be carnal And to be carnally minded it doesn't say to be carnal is death. It says to be carnally minded. In other words, to mind carnal things. To put your mind on carnal things. It says the end of it is death. It leads to death. That's what it's talking about. Um, just somebody falling down and dying. No, that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about death. This could bring about death in your work with God. It could bring about death in what you're doing. You know why some people have gotten in trouble with their work, the works of their hand, maybe their business, their job, and things just start nose diving. They used to be up there, but then things started nose diving. You know why? Once upon a time, the guy could not hold himself. Then he had sex. And when he had sex, somebody said maybe with the wrong person. No, let me tell you something. It doesn't have to be with the wrong person. As far as you're a child of God, God imposes his ways of doing things on you such that if you go outside it you pay the penalty now listen if you are not in this kingdom in other words if you're not a christian he doesn't care he doesn't care if you like jump around and do anything no because he is not going to care for you anyway you are not his child 
You see, you can't expect me to be to go out and discipline my neighbor's child. They are not my children. I only discipline my own child. So whatever they do there, whatever those children are doing there, I don't care. The highest I could go is advise neighbor and say, neighbor, this student, the way they are going is not right. And that's if we are that close. You see, so God has no business with the devil's kids. The same reason why you wonder why somebody go in the way of the world, singing secular songs, doing this and all of that, and the guy is making money, and everything seems to be going all right, and then you, a child of God, wants to try it. And then you try it, you go deep, you can't come out again and end up in hell. You say, why God, what happened? I thought you were the one blessing the other guy. No, he wasn't the one. And God had no business with that guy. That's not his child. Don't you understand? I can only care for my own children. I give instruction to my kids. Hey, don't cross that place. Now, watch this. While I'm standing there, my kids are there with me. They are not crossing. Another fellow comes and say, um, "Children, let's go." Or he's not saying anything, and his children cross the place. What do you think I'll do? Run after them when their daddy is there? No. I'm going to guide mine. That's the same way. But you know, God's children always want to copy the devil's kids. Always. You want to act like them. You want to talk like them. And so you are being. It's called minded kind of mindedness he says to be carnally minded is death you are not wondering why you are not growing spiritually you are struggling to grow but you are not growing you're just wondering I, I really want to grow God sees that I love him I want to I want to go I don't just know what's happening to me it's because you're carnally minded those materials cannot make you grow they will take you deep into the world Let's read the next verse. He says, "Because the kana," he doesn't say because the kana man. Uh, uh-uh. because the kana mind is enmity against God. The mind that is kana is enmity. That mind is enmity against God. Why? For it is not subject to the law of God. The law of God means the word of God. Neither indeed can be. That mind is not subject to the word. It's kana. Is not subject to the word of God. That's why he doesn't hear God. Even when God is trying to get his attention, carnality will not let him hear. The mind is directed towards carnal things. What, what, what do we mean carnal things? He's talking about worldly things. Sensuous things. Things of this world. The Bible says. First John chapter number 2. Chapter 2, verse 15. I want you to read it for me. The 15th verse. Read it. One to go. <laughs> Some people are guilty. They are not reading it. Oh, relax. You're in church. Open your mouth. Look at it and read it. One to go. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Who is saying this? God Almighty. This is the spirit of God communicating. And you know what? God doesn't call white black and calls black white. And that's why the word of God is provable. It's dependable. You can use it anywhere. Because God, whatever he says is what he means. You can prove it anywhere. 
you will come back with the same results let me show you again what you just saw he says love not the word neither the things that are in the word he says if any man love the word the love of the father is not in him for all that are, that is in the word the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes the pride of life is not of the father you know there are things that are pri pri pride of life i mean um, you have a canvas you know how much you bought it and so you know some people that's their pride they wear it and you know they're going somewhere or that big shoe whatever i don't know what you guys call it now and then you know it's designers so he wants to do anything he shows up he has to cross his leg so that people are like oh, pride of life can't you see what i just put on his designers and then they remove that label you know pride of life we are not going to be poor we were not born to be poor but our minds are not set on those things we have money but we don't let money have us there's a difference why our minds are set colossians chapter number three colossians chapter number three i told you we have to rush the first verse you found it all right read it for me read it want to go no no only a few people are reading everybody look in your bible colossians chapter number three verse one read it want to go who is he talking to christians christians why because it's possible for christians not to set their their mind on the things above there are many christians who carnal life carnality they sleep on the wrong song they wake up on the wrong song carnality how long will you continue like this do you realize life is spiritual and do you realize i, I must tell you this truth do you realize that some of the things you watch and you listen to do you realize that some of them affect your life negatively if you're looking at the wrong the right thing positive things there's a way it affects your life and let me tell you this when you study the word of god maybe you're somebody who has certain habits or you have terrible dreams or you have some things that you're battling with and then you choose to settle down with the word of god and you begin to give time to the word of god for instance you're listening to messages from time to time you are looking in the word of god from time to time let me tell you what will happen without you trying to make effort to do anything you will just notice that those things will be dropping off your life that's what has helped many of us this far no effort you won't, you won't have to try to struggle you know he's trying to struggle i won't do it i won't smoke again i won't uh, uh, uh. Then, then, then you struggle 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 and you still find yourself back there you made new year resolution say this year i will not smoke january 15th you are back to smoking again say god understands why because you're trying to do it by yourself but if it's the word of god that you give attention to that word will frame you up that word will begin to change you on the inside for instance as you're listening to me now something is happening to you 
I say this to you from time to time. When you're listening to the word of God, the glory in your spirit grows even more. When you listen to the wrong things or you want the wrong things, you dull the glory in your spirit. As a Christian, because every child of God, his spirit has been glorified. You dull the glory. And that's why in the realm of the spirit, any devil can work on you. That's why they can press on you while you're sleeping. You see? You wonder why you're sleeping and something is suddenly pressing on you. <laughs> because he, when that demon came, that glory is done. He can't see. That, that glory is not even hot enough to do anything to him. So he sits on your head and began to press. How long will you continue this kind of life? Do you want to be a Christian? Or you want to be worldly? How long to be carnally minded is dead, losing death? All right. Um, first John that you just read will be another day's talk. But I want to show you one more thing. Jesus says something in Luke chapter 16. Turn to Luke chapter number 16. Luke chapter 16, verse 15. Whew. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men. But God knoweth your hearts. This is Jesus talking. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. Do you know that that time that you are rushing to watch that program, that TV program, and you are hurrying, they've started, and you are hurrying, hurrying to go and sit to watch it. You say, well, is there anything bad with it? Is there anything wrong about it? Not necessarily. But do you know that most of those times you grieve the Holy Spirit? Because he can't understand why you're giving so much attention to things like this. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything is wrong with watching TV. What I'm telling you is this. Make sure. Make sure. That nothing has you. There are some people that they could fight just because of it. They could fight. Ah, why did you change the channel? Ah, it has them. Why did you change? Can't you see I was watching my friend? And then he lands in blow. See us fighting. Hey, I was watching. He now changes that. What? What are you watching? That means that thing has you. That means you're taken over by the spirit of the world. As a Christian, we don't live like that. There's a way we live. We follow God's ways of doing things. He has his ways. He has his standards. This kingdom has its standards. Is it that you follow God or you don't want to follow him? Do you know that at rapture, there will still be Christians that will be here? Surprising. It's not supposed to be. According to the word of God, it's not supposed to be. When rapture takes place, the body of Christ, what's the body of Christ? The church is supposed to go. Because that's what Jesus came for. To take the church. But do you know that there will still be Christians that will be left here? Why? That's not God's plan for them. Why? Because they will be carried away. And he says, watch and pray. So that you can escape these things. So, some Christians, we have to go through all the period of persecution and tribulation, serious tribulation, after the church is gone. And it's not supposed to be. They're just carried away. Carnality. But when you follow God's ways, God has his ways concerning your marriage or marital life. He has what he has planned out. His standards is what you should follow. 
God has a standard for your finances. For instance, in the kingdom of God, you ought to know that you're supposed to give in the house of God. <laughs> like that joke that I heard in church when they are giving. Anytime they are giving, there is a guy who will always say, I want to go and we. Every time they say, It's time to give up, every time. The guy will step out. That's the time he go, wants to go and we because he doesn't want to give. Not because he didn't have the money, but because he didn't just want to give. <laughs> and then the day came, he died and went to heaven. You know, he was a Christian. So, not giving would not keep you here from going to heaven. You go to heaven, you make heaven. But then when he got to heaven, he noticed that the angel that welcomed him put him in one smelly place. So, he got bothered about it. And then, ah, this whole place is smelling. Then he, he called the angel and said, excuse me, why is this place smelling like this? What's going on? I thought they said heaven is full of mansions. <laughs> and the angel said, that's your own mansion. He said, ah, why? The angel said, the reason the place is smelling like that is because while you were on earth, all the time they wanted to give offering, you went to we. So we gathered all the we. <laughs> and you have the we there. That's why it's smelling. Well, that's a joke. <laughs> but you can imagine. What if that's true? The kingdom of God has its standards concerning your finances. The Bible says to pay tithes. Some people still will not do it. And you are a Christian. You are in the kingdom of God. And well, I don't believe it. Why don't you believe it? I, well, I read a lot about it. Really? You're wiser than the word of God? That means all the people that are doing it are all foolish. Only you is wise. Wise you. Can't you see the way your life is going? There are people who have been doing this thing for years. They are making progress financially. You said no. See, they are trying to deceive us. Those pastors, they are trying to eat our money. Your money? Interesting. How much is your money? You see, these are the ways of the kingdom. Ways of the kingdom. And you know the beautiful thing? Anytime I look at young people, I'm just glad for you. For those of you that will be smart to organize your life now. Because these are some of the things that our fathers missed out. And that's why they got themselves in the mess. Some of them never heard anybody to teach them this. They never heard anybody teach them this. They didn't get to hear it. But you have the privilege, the opportunity now. You are hearing it. Do something with it. Can't you see your home? Can't you see the mess? Can't you see how long you have to cry and shout and beg and pray for them to send you money? You think they got the money they didn't just want to send you? They may even speak in pride. I mean, the one you are using, still use it first. Uh, you, you, you know, you have, when did I send you one? Daddy didn't really have money. Uh, no, I know my dad. My daddy has money. Does he? He's just a disciplinarian. If the man is really, really rich, I mean, he won't care about things like that. You see? He won't care about things like that. Can't you see their life? Do you want to be like that too? For some of you, maybe because you have some chump change now, your daddy, your parents have some chump change. You know when they got to have it? You know how old you are. Maybe you are 25, 23. You people have some chump change now. When they start, what, how was their life? Think about it 10 years ago. What was it? What were they like? And you want to live your own life like that until you are 25? Or you have your kids, your kids are 25 until your kids are 25 years old before something starts changing. You can't continue like that. 
that's why you ought to be smart you're in the kingdom of god you are hearing this thing now make adjustments make adjustments just be smart sow the seeds now hey listen to the daddy that is telling you you don't have to tithe you are a student listen the one that is telling you look at his life the one that is telling you all these your pastors what are they teaching you people nowadays all these new generation pastors be asking students also to tithe. Did the Bible say only when you are working you should tithe? No, bring it all the tithes. And for some of you that you are not consistent with tithing, sometimes you tithe, the other time you hold back, <laughs> you think you are smart. God is watching you. You see, I'm trying to show you God's ways. If you walk with God perfectly in his ways let me let me tell you let me show you something very powerful let me show you something very powerful how many of you have read about uh solomon you've read about solomon wave your hand if you have if you have not then i know you've never been in church before so if you have read about solomon or if you heard about solomon wave your hand okay now if you have not we'll help you out today and make sure after this time out you get better now listen the bible talks about a young man by the name solomon who was not even up to 30 years old when he made it you know we read about solomon we just read about solomon when i read things like that i want to find out what is behind it actually actually when i read about solomon i was appalled honestly i was appalled uh, you know i was you know when you read something and you are weak inside like huh? <laughs> you know i was appalled why because of what the bible says the bible says this young man had a lot of money in fact trying to calculate the money that he got every year just from gold because he dealt with gold just from gold is about 400 million dollars just from gold that's why they've said that in this world today nobody nobody has still matched up with his wealth solomon's wealth i mean when i read i read i feel like my goodness his wealth was real what do you call wealth now his wealth reflected on the cup you know there are levels oh listen i think the world has not even gotten to this you know you know bill gates is so rich but he's very simple uh-uh listen if you have the kind of solomon's wealth even if you try to be simple your simplicity will still make noise do you understand what i'm talking about the bible say in his days silver was worthless some of you wear silver now you are very happy silver chip silver silver was i just love silver in his day for those he was ruling he was king over the israel he was king over israel the bible says in his day silver was worthless it was not to be seen do you understand who wants who wants to use it they just pack it somewhere that's how rich you read something like that you say yeah ah and the bible says listen the beautiful thing is that my god is the one that made him rich boy i will never be poor in my life the one that made him rich what in the world did that guy do i'll tell you 
I'll tell you in a short while. I'll tell you. Because the Bible revealed what he did that made him rich. Hmm. Solo. <laughs> One time, a queen, a woman, was coming to intimidate Solomon. She heard about his wealth. She heard. They told our Lord about his wisdom. So he had heard that the guy was wise and he spoke of this, spoke of parables. They, they, he, he heard all of that. She, she heard. And then she decided to come. Say, I want to go and see for myself. Then she said, thought in her heart, as I'm coming now, I'm going to intimidate the guy. He will know that wealth, past wealth. So, <laughs> she came with large entourage. A lot of stuff. Spices. Like they had in those days. Spices. Loaded the carts with spices. And she was coming to intimidate Solomon. And by the time you see this kind of long entourage, say, wow, who is this? But she thought she was coming to intimidate the guy. The Bible says when she met with Solomon, first of all, the questions of her heart, none of it was left unanswered. The question she was asking Solomon, he answered everything. The Bible said there was no more spirit in her. She, she, do you understand? The no more, when she was, I encounter with the guy, no more spirit in her. And she said, she had to confess, she said, they told me about you, but half of it was not told me with what I'm saying. Then she said, she even wished to be like, to be one of his servants. She said, blessed are these your servants that are here. They listen to you day and night. They listen to your wisdom. They are blessed. She envied them. Who made that guy rich? God. Solomon had 12,000 horses. He's not for sale, though. He's old. That he rides. Think about it. 12,000 horses. Over 1,000 chariots. Excuse me, do you know of anybody who has 12,000 cars? You know of anybody like that? In this present world? Hmm. I mean, how could you read something like that and you just... You, just, you, just, you know, you want to scream! Listen, God is big. You are just wasting your time pursuing things in the world. Ah, we struggle in this life. You have to hustle. And that's why your life is full of hustling and hustling. Because you believe so much in we have to hustle. You even say it. And you are programming your life with your words. You even say it. Ah, ah, no, ah, hey, um, I, want, I want to go and quickly hustle. You are going to hustle. Your life will be full of hustling. A child of God. You have thrown out the window. Grace. Did Solomon hustle to gather it? I discovered that those who are the most are the poorest. Those who are working the hardest are the poorest. If your daddy ever built a house, you know what I'm talking about. The bricklayers there, they'll stay there under the sun. All through. With chump change. That's what they collect. The guy is there, getting darker and darker. The sun. What is he going to eat? Bread and beans. And he's carrying and go, not resting. If you stand there, you just be wondering, say, hey, Lord. But the guy is working hard. So you think it's hard work? Huh? 
So if your life is based on, you see, you want to live, you want to do it the world's ways. You are going to be poor. I'm telling you. You are headed for the rocks that way. Except you want to lose your soul. If you make up your mind that you don't care about anything, heaven, then you go for it and you do it the world's way and you hit it and then you become everywhere. And then after it all, maybe 70 years is what you have left. After your 70 years, you end up there on the other side where that one is eternal. You're not coming out. There's nothing like, ah, I've changed my mind. I've repented. I'm coming. I don't know. You've come in. You've come in. Why not do it God's way? It will pay you that way. And the Bible tells us Solomon did it God's way. So I want to tell you what Solomon did. First Kings. Let's see what Solomon did quickly. The third chapter. You know, when people are in church like this, they think they are wasting their... You know, we came for religion. You don't know God. <laughs> First Kings chapter number 3. And I want you to pay very close attention to this. Verse 3. And Solomon did what? Solomon did what? One more time. Very clear. Boldly written. Solomon loved the Lord. You see where it begins? You have to love God first. How do you prove that you love God? You give everything for him. Your life, everything is given for him. Your love for God will drive him. Number one, it will drive you to take steps that will lift you. That it will drive him to lift you. You must learn to love the Lord. You, you don't love God. Even on a Sunday morning, you are still in your room. You don't love God that way. It's not a proof that you love him. When you're supposed to be in church, it's not a proof. You don't love God. You are in the house of God. You are complaining about everything there. You don't love God. If you love God, you know where you are. is church. And why you're there is because of God. You don't love God that way. If you disobey God's word, you don't love him. You see? How do you prove your love for someone? You give. When God wanted to prove his love for us, what did he do? He gave. And he gave the most precious gift that he had. Jesus. Let's continue. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father, because that David his father followed God dearly. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. For that was the great high place. What did he sacrifice? A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. Hmm. Are you still out there? How many burnt offerings? Now listen. Not, not ten. Not a hundred. A thousand. A thousand means one, two, three, four, five, hundred. He's still counting. Now, the priest there got really busy that day. They'd never seen this something like this before. A thousand burnt offerings means a thousand animals. Because in those days, under the Old Testament, that was what they sacrificed. That's what God commanded them to sacrifice but now thank god we don't do that anymore jesus was our sacrifice glory to god so they gave a th he gave a thousand they were slaughtering a thousand animals 
And the priest got tired. But you know the king is the one, so they, they had to continue. A thousand brothers and sisters in the history of sacrifice that had never been. Ah! You know, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to steer God, there are some things you do. Things that are beyond yourself. Things that are beyond what others have done. I'm not talking, not necessarily seed sowing now. There are some things you do. You wonder why some people carry power? They carry the anointing, the raw anointing. There are some things they've done. You do some things. And the guy wanted to get something he had never gotten before. Nobody ever got this. And a thousand. What? And the, the aroma went up to heaven. He got God's attention. God had to shake in his seat. And say, ah! Because sweet smelling silver just keep coming up before god finished perceiving one another one because ah oh, a thousand <laughs> look at the next verse <laughs> after solomon had done that in gibeon the lord appeared to solomon in a dream by night god had to show up and ask and god said ask what i shall give thee god showed up and gave him a blank check and said anything you want just right there ah you know he was moved my goodness and solomon oh he stopped and solomon didn't say well lord i want money he shows his heart you see yourself if somebody say if god just if jesus you appear to me now and say what do i want i'll just tell jesus i say hey lord is money oh money wrong hearts if jesus should show up to me now and ask me what do you want son i wouldn't ask for money i wouldn't and he's hearing me he knows my heart anything i'm going to ask will be after his kingdom because that's more important to me than anything else what solomon asked was for his kingdom he said i need wisdom and understanding to direct your people who are his people israel that's god's people that's why the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things shall be added unto you. But you see, you have mixed it up. You are seeking those things. No! Seek ye first the kingdom. While you are here now, some of you are here. You are busy here working for, for God. Some of you, you made you have to be in rehearsals even when it was not convenient for you. Some, some people are here today to arrange the chairs. They are here today to make the sound okay. And some other things, the decoration and the rest. It was not convenient because their heart is after god that's why i'm so sure and bold that those of you that are like that your future is sure because god the bible says god is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him why the other guy that is mocking you while you're doing everything you're doing in the house of god why the other guy is mocked that, that one that is mocking you why that one will still be struggling to get to work under someone the lord will give you speed did you ever read about speed the Bible says the hand of God came upon Elijah and he went ahead of Ahab's horse, the best chariot in Israel. All of a sudden, Ahab just looked and Elijah was there. How come? The hand of God. It doesn't matter if somebody is going ahead of you now, you're seeing the person ahead. Relax. Relax. The hand of God will come upon you and put you ahead of him. 
brothers and sisters, we are not wasting time. No, we are not. We are not. How can a young person sacrifice his sleep, wake up very early in the morning, just has to be in church because service is holding? You know, he could have slept long hours, but he killed it. His mates are still on their beds. But the guy wanted to be in church. And you think you and that guy, in the sight of God, you match each other. You must be kidding. If you wouldn't do that for me, if you do that for me, and I won't give you the same reward, would God do that? You must be kidding. He's not, he doesn't break his words. He says he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That's what the Bible says. He doesn't break his words. Apart from the reward that you get here, there's a reward there for you when you face him. Because all those things, God records them. See, God is a good recorder. If you get to heaven, you see books. You think he's only on earth. You people are copying what is there. That's why God put it in your heart to have books. Because here is a shadow of there. So when you get to heaven, you see books. You see records. The Bible says in the last days, day of judgment, books will be open of the works that you have done. Because they were recorded every time. Every time. Every time your heart is cursing that man of God, it's recorded. You will stand before God and you answer why you were thinking this and this, that is. The Bible says every man will give account of himself. Every man. And the Bible says your secret life will be judged. What does that mean? The things you did and thought in secret, it will be judged. It will come out openly. You thought you were the only one in that room when you were thinking what you were thinking. It will be judged, brother. It will be judged. So you see, we are not wasting our time. When this guy did this, God had to reward him. God said to him, God said to him, I, I, I just want to stop now. That's why I don't want to go into reading it. God said to him, nobody before you or after you will have the kind of wisdom that I will give to you. Not only will I give you that wisdom because God was touched. This guy, God said, you didn't ask for the lives of your enemies. You didn't ask for money. You didn't ask for worldly things. You asked for wisdom. And what is wisdom? Wisdom is the word of God. The wisdom of God is the word of God. In other words, you pursued after the word of God. You wanted to have wisdom to be able to judge my people. God was touched. And God said, the one you did not ask for, I've given them to you abundantly. And what happened? He had it abundantly. Before him, nobody was rich like Solomon. You thought, (laughs) listen, the word of God cannot be broken. Him. nobody was rich as solomon even in today's world they are still saying it when they quantify it nobody has ever been rich like solomon the one you call your richest man in the world is not yet rich like solomon but brother the bible says a greater than solomon is here <laughs> who's that jesus and that jesus i'm a joint here with him hallelujah glory to god i'm a joint here with that jesus you see, the whole world is mine. That's why I'm not going to focus my attention. My attention is not going to be focused on the things of the world. No, my attention is focused on the kingdom. Focus on the kingdom. I told you, I told you for those of you that are students, what your, your academics is an activity. It's one of the activities that you're doing. One of the activities is not the main thing. That's not the, you, listen, there's nothing wrong with you concentrating on academics or job. There's nothing wrong. Make sure whatever you do, you do it well and be excellent. But your mindset must be right. That is just an activity you're doing in this world. 
when you show up before God, He's not going to ask you for your certificate. You are the one who is crazy about the thing because you're under pressure from your parents. That's their knowledge. That's what they know, and that's what they are. That's why they are putting you under pressure. If they understand what I'm teaching you now, they will help you gather your life. The race is not to the street, brothers. So you can you can be carried away with activity. You focus so much on activity and you leave God out of the out of the equation. Oh boy, you are making a big mistake, a blunder. Think of how many students die and go to hell every time. Think. You've had the so-called students, you know, president die before several universities. You've had those the most popular in the on campus die before. The most intelligent have died. So what are you pursuing? Vanity. And that's what you made all your when they were telling some of them then, oh, we can just worship God. Why not just face Jesus? I said, No, 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 no. I came here strictly to study. He came there strictly to study and left the studies because he couldn't continue and ended up. Even if he had ended up in heaven, he had not fulfilled his purpose for Jesus on earth. He's gone. The studies he left. After a few days, they mourn. They forget him. University continues as usual. He didn't reduce the, the lecturer did not say because this guy, the most intelligent in the class, died. So what we'll do is no more lecture. Amen. <laughs> it has never happened. The highest they say is let's have a mini silence for him. And that mini silence is not mini silence. Some people, as they are standing, their mind busy, and they call it silence. Their mind is just thinking, thinking different things. Yo, they are standing. Mini silence. Did you remove the guy from here? No. Does nothing. How dare you now focus on the activity more than your creator? You are wasting time. You're wasting. May you not waste your life. Can you just be wasting time and wasting life like that? Look for the most important thing. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Get wisdom. How? Get the word of God. That's why I talk about the word of God a lot. You need to load yourself with the word. Load yourself. If you don't want to fall, load yourself. Load yourself. So that even all this you're reading and reading, when you come out, you will still not fall victim. Because you are loaded with the word. You know how to deal with situations of life. But when you're there, loading yourself with chemistry, chemistry, when Satan shows up which chemistry which which laws he said stop Archimedes principle says is that what you're going to say you'll be wasting your time the devil doesn't understand that say I'm wise say I'm smart I'm talking to some of you now so that you can redirect your life change the course of your life Stop wasting time and going in the wrong direction. Stop putting the cart before the horse. God is calling you to change genuinely. And go after God. That's your maker. Go after him. Pursue him with the whole of your heart. And see your academics as one of the activities on earth. When you pursue God, he will help you in every other area. Instead of putting all these wrinkles at your age, 20, 19, we thought you are 28. Wrinkles. Why? <laughs> My academics. I, I have problem in this because I have it. So it's affecting you. You see, you can't even focus properly. You can't live your life well. 
Anytime you remember it, your heart skips to that cause. How old are you that you're putting this burden on yourself? Is that what life is all about? And then one day, if you're not careful, or if that fellow is not careful, one day that other guy that understands grace managed to come out with pass. We own a company and employ you with your first class. And you still bow. Yes, sir. Because that guy understands grace and grace pushed him up. See, I reject it in Jesus' name. Glory to God. It's time to run after God, to pursue God. Where you are now, I want you to close your eyes and make amendments. You and God, talk to the Lord. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. Appreciate Him for how far He has brought you. And then talk to Him now to help you. This message was produced by Supernatural Kingdom Church. To get more of our messages, call 0806 0087 643 or 0816 0114 389. Thank you and God bless you.